0: full autonomous driving, hands off the wheel. In fact, there's no wheel. So many predictions about what the self-driving future might hold, but that future is meant to be now. So where are all the robo taxis? Yes, it's time to strap in for the Cars Guide podcast, the show that takes you beyond the test drive. This is episode 200, believe it or not. Will autonomous cars ever happen? Um, I'm Cars God Deputy Editor James and joining me to tap dance through this minefield of big dreams intersecting with messy reality is our entire podcast cast in no particular order. Justin, Tung, Mao, yeah. Crafty, Chesto, Stephen C, Stephen O, Richard, Matt, Tom, Byron and Dave. Welcome everyone to this ideas and opinions cage fight celebration youtubers you can you can jump ahead courtesy of the time codes in the notes below and you can click on the chapter markers in the timeline so let's get ready to rumble um okay there are the technical the legal the criminal the environmental social financial political and yes ethical mm-hmm. issues wrapped up in the drive uh, towards a driver is no more end game but uh, I think before we start to talk about this issue, just a quick set of ground rules. That is what we mean by self-driving. And uh, that seems to be a topic that a lot of people are struggling to wrap their heads around. We're going to use the so- Society of Automotive Engineers definition. There are actually six levels. Uh, level, one, level zero is no driving automation. There might be AEB, but that's not driving the car. Level one is some level of driver assistance, something like adaptive cruise control, Level two, partial driving automation, that's advanced driver assistance systems. The vehicle can steer, accelerate, decelerate. Um, That's kind of where we're at at the moment. Level three is called conditional driving automation. So environmental detection can make informed decisions, maybe accelerate past a slow moving vehicle, but it still requires human override. Level four, high driving automation, can intervene if things go wrong, doesn't require human interaction in most circumstances. And there's an option to manually override it. Level five is full driving automation, does not require human attention. So for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to talk about level five, hands off, brain off, car as a mobile lounge room or office. So we've had so many predictions, people. General Motors in uh, 2015 said, yep, by 2017, we'll have full self-driving. Tesla famously said that in 2017, you'd be able to drive uh, without... Having the steering wheel or pedals touched um, from LA to New York um, in 2017, Toyota reckoned 2020 was the year. Honda 2020, Volvo uh, 2020, um, and Waymo said 2021. And in fact, confidently predicted that up to 20,000 electric Jaguars will be built in the first two years of production, and they'll have a million trips per day. That hasn't happened. No. What do you make of that, people?
1: Um, uh, that. Also hasn't happened for internal combustion engine, Jaguars. Just a point oh, sorry, <laughs> good Point. Good point. Only kidding. Only
2: kidding. Love the Jags. Oh, he's sinking the boot in early, isn't he? Wow. Yeah. Good stuff.
3: I'd like to say that the Tesla uh, claim, JC, about uh, people driving hands-free and, um, you know, switching off. That has happened. Um, people do that in their Teslas. Yeah. <laughs> They're just not with us
2: anymore. <laughs> Rightly or choose, wrongly. Choose their own adventure. There, yeah. Um, idiocy. i any
4: of this is a surprise.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. I was
4: supposed to have a personal jetpack by now.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a good point, isn't it? It is 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 this potentially um us looking at the 1960s with flying cars, you know that that mm. were going to be the future and, and in fact other technologies overtook it and flying cars became irrelevant. Will, will that potentially happen with full self-driving autonomous cars? Mate, a bit like
5: the year 2000 TV show. Remember that? We're all supposed to be living in a space-age future in yes. the of the millennium. A bit like that. I, we could end the podcast now. It ain't happening. It's not but Chester, happen, have you though. seen my house?
3: Have
6: you seen my house? There's a jetpack pod out the back there. There's a flying carport at the other side. No, I'm, I'm with Chesto. I I do not think we're going to have full autonomy in our lifetime. Uh, I think it's too difficult with our roads, and also why why the heck do you want full autonomy? But well, we're going to lose the skill and art of driving. Hmm. Do people really well, want that? I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to feed I'm you as
7: well. that, and I think it is going to happen. It is going <laughs> to happen in our lifetime. It's just not going to happen on the roads that you see today. There'll be special dedicated spaces and lanes. Uh, for self-driving cars to just play amongst themselves, so, Oh, like you know, a little us,
6: Disney, you know. a Disneyland type. Yeah. track. You I mean. thought
7: exactly. for sure
0: then, Tung, you were going to come back with a you know Back to the Future reference about where we're heading. We don't, or need perhaps cars. an Iron Man yes. reference. <laughs> that was a welcome uh, start. So I,
4: I would argue that that's
5: not true autonomy. If, if the argument is that we yeah. can have a car without steering yeah. wheels, then fencing them into a particular area doesn't qualify. And, and I remember yeah. Nissan hired the dude who put one of the rovers on Mars, uh, so pretty clearly with with these kind of things. And he just said, look, it's not going to happen. It's impossible. We thought we could do it, but it's all proven too hard. There's too many factors at play. So if if Mr Mars can't do it, um, I'm saying no. Well but I'm I saying that, that- I reckon it'll happen in
8: it'll happen in some countries and not others. And a little guy called Carlos Gone a few years ago jumped out of a cello case to tell me <laughs> that it would, <laughs> it would work in Japan because people in Japan follow the rules. He said, but it will never work in South America. In South America, after ten o'clock at night, people go straight through red lights. Unless you take all the humans off the road, that's it right. Won't work. But in Japan, well, that's point, it would work in it? Germany
0: where people love to follow orders. Do you say work. do you say that it becomes like Sweden when they switch from left to right from right to left hand side or vice versa? Okay, everybody, as of tonight, you're leaving your old uh, non-self-driving car behind and getting in this thing so they can all talk to one another. We're going to have a blended car park with cars of different levels of autonomous capability for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So you can't talk in in finite terms about how the driving environment will be. That's well, the, the that,
9: like that's the issue. The issue is it's not like to get to full level 5, it's not just the cars. It's the infrastructure. it's all that vehicle yeah. infrastructure you need to like mm. you need to rip out all the traffic lights, you need to like totally. go to the, the the next level and you I mean look around today if you if you, well, you most of us can't go outside, but if you go outside, you see cars that are driving on the road that are 10 years old, 15, 20 years old. You're not going to you need to have basically every car talking to every other car uh, and talking right. to the traffic lights and, you know, yeah. and talking to the roads in theory. Like it's, it's all, it's, it's so far in the future. Yeah. It's, 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 well, it's, that's the, it's the, the other switch. thing,
0: you know, when it depends on how you go about creating a, a hands-off, brain-off, self-driving car. At the moment in 2021, we're leaning heavily into AI. So a, what is essentially a machine learning algorithm. And that needs lots and lots of test data, which takes time and money, in fact, more time and more money than anybody thought. And it works best when it has lots of experience of a certain situation, and it gets lost when it has no experience in a certain situation. So what you're actually trying to do is create every emergency situation that's possible, which is
2: an infinite task, which I would argue is impossible. And therefore... I think Tung's suggestion represents the necessary phasing in of of of, uh, of automation that is necessary. Yeah, uh, so you're kind of creeping all, up on it. Yeah, well, but you need specific roads to sort of exclude everything else uh, and allow. Uh, the Those designed to. Well, that, that's what you keep in mind. I, so I think
8: we missed Audi there in the start, James. In 2016, I sat in a press conference with them and they said, We're doing it next year. We'll have full self driving. Yeah. And they said, We will take legal responsibility if there's an accident. And then that's a huge yeah. thing for the car company well, right, to say. But yeah. they said it again this year. They said it last week. We're going to be 2025, we'll have self driving. And I asked the boss of Audi, Okay, where will it drive though? I was asking what countries. He said, We'll work on certain roads.
4: So what you're going to have is entry, you'll, have,
8: you'll have entry ramp to exit ramp. You'll be able to get it's on a freeway and drive from Sydney to Melbourne mm. or for, or I reckon from Sydney Airport to the edge of Sydney CBD, it'll work. But once right, you get into that, a conflict that situation. That'll be a car, home, right? be a car that you. still has a steering wheel. And yeah, wheels. so then you have to have a steering yeah. wheel. So, but that but Audi, the, the Audi Grand Sphere thing, has a steering want. wheel that comes out of the dash. So the steering I wheel can see. disappear yeah. or you can, you can have a steering wheel free when you need it, the dash unfolds and it comes out.
10: Isn't that still
8: level four? Like
10: it doesn't It still requires human
8: attention. At
5: times. Isn't that also the only autonomy that we really want? Isn't the freeway the only thing we really want to get rid of? For, further uh,
7: to Richard, no, I don't know no. who's demanding uh, that's this. That's I wouldn't would mind, I would mind, I would mind Parramatta
2: Road test. being Wait, autonomous.
7: Imagine, imagine, imagine if Uber was all autonomous, right? But that's what <laughs> they you want. Didn't, you didn't own own car car want. at all. And then no, you no, no, just go. No, no, no. You know what? I'm going to summon a car and but, you're going to come pick me up but and take me off wherever I want. And it just keeps going
0: around.
5: No, Think of all the great
7: conversations, conversations. you'd <laughs> <they look like, laughs> miss From that? Knight Rider, I'm in. <laughs> it's no. all
5: Uber and Amazon who want
0: to lower this. Yeah, please. no. Yeah. But it's I, funny. It's funny Ches- you mentioned that, Chesto and mm. Tung. Uber's given up. Uber's sold off um, its self-driving division. They thought it was going to be their money-making, you know, salvation, and it ended up making them. Um, poor and almost out of business for yep. years and years on end. They just went, no, nah, forget it. It's a it's a dead end, and they've it sold lies, it,
2: off.
3: A, it There's a lot Absolutely. of jabber,
2: um, but I just wanted to give you the scoop before we go any further. Oh, exclusive. We, here we go. We um, have roll. been doing early testing up here in Bundaberg of fully autonomous vehicles, <laughs> uh, but we do we do program into them a, a target the nearest caravan feature, and that. <laughs> oh, get oh, get that's from that's the latest that's testing. That's so. that's <laughs> So well, they're, they're, really, I mean, they're really working
0: well. So. I mean, the point the point Steve raises about it's an ethical issue, isn't it? You know, who's going to assume responsibility yeah. because is there going to be one single piece of AI that drives every car on the road? It, there's inevitably going to be a, va- a beta max versus VHS situation here and yeah. someone would have to take liability. Volvo has said that Volvo will take liability. So Audi's saying Audi will take liability. It's a, That's another layer another minefield uh, that has yeah. to be dealt with.
9: But the other question that, that we continually miss is, the, like, this is technology people saying technology will fix it, right? It's the, it's, the, it's the hammer and the nail thing. Everything looks like a nail when you've got a hammer to fix it. They think technology will fix this. You know, the Google boss has gone on record saying, he, you know, you have to get rid of humans to, to avoid having accidents. And it's like, hands up here who's never had a problem with technology. Like, sure. we, think, we <laughs> think computers are infallible, and they are, hey, well, not only are they programmed by people. Um, because half so, an hour so to, get, to get
2: rolling this morning. <laughs>
9: yeah, but they, yeah, they fail all the time. Like Otley's no,
6: yeah. like the- absolutely right. In fact, insurance companies will penalise you if you decide to drive your car yourself because they'll be able to prove from statistics that an autonomous car is safer and has less accidents. Mm. You'll be banned from driving any car over the age of how many years old. Uh, you'll have to get the latest update. Oh, man, it's a a nightmare scenario. Also, I think you've worked in big
11: tech before, though. What I could say quite confidently is like the failure rate uh, for any sort of device, computer, phones, whatever, is actually remarkably low. But the problem is the market is so huge that even though it's Low as a percentage, you're still talking about hundreds of thousands, potentially of millions of defective devices, you know, be it a computer turning off intermittently. Like the last thing you would want is driving your autonomous car, not driving it, being a passenger in it and having it switch off and drive into yeah.
9: a wall. And that is by- a very, Byron, real you, you were going to say something, Byron? Say,
1: Well, I think that you can look at the aircraft in, or the airline industry and see and just see how traffic controllers are still manned by people because yeah. you can't rely on, um, on you can't rely on machines or, or, or technology to land planes. And I know that's like, that sounds kind of weird, but, no. you know. We're almost it it, it well, doesn't it jump sound in. weird
10: at all, I think, because it's it's the whole thing of like, how do you, if you have an autonomous aircraft control tower, that tower could potentially have to make the decision of, a life and death decision of, okay, I can land this plane or this plane. One plane full of people is going to die, right? no. If so you I had computers controlling
7: way. it, they would control the scenario in such a way so far in advance that the situation would never lead up to a point where they had to decide, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, interesting. I, I, I think, like, think it would have, have happened
1: already. My point is I think it would have happened already if that was the case too because because, um, you know, I mean, I know there are – what's the statistics? I think – well, in normal times, there's 800,000 people in the sky at any given time. And – You know, when you think that that's a relatively small number of people compared to the population or the number of people who drive cars. So if they can't make it work from an aircraft perspective or an airliner perspective, I think that it doesn't give much hope unless there's a massive technological breakthrough, which I can't even imagine what that could be. Can I just raise a quick yep. point though guys that they can't do Thanks it without James. autonomy.
5: How many cars are how many cars are recalled now cuz they might accidentally catch fire? <laughs> and that's that's before you add autonomy yeah. to the equation. So now <laughs> we're going to put our entire lives in their hands, I don't know. But don't
6: but know yeah. you know what we are arguing this and I think Byron just raised a good point then we're we are arguing this based on not knowing what technological breakthroughs are going to take place. It's like it's 1850 and us talking about humans ever being able that, to fly. Does anybody that's understand my yeah. point? It's like, a
2: great point. Can you Richard. believe that Wi-Fi happens?
6: Yeah. <laughs> yes, so yeah. much happening right
2: in front of us. Yeah. But yes, how bad yeah. is it when it doesn't happen, Mal? And that's oh the my God. Yes, like, indeed. Here's a provocation. It's <laughs> I'm not, not arguing it's for it.
0: It is not uncommon for emerging tech to be dangerous and barely worth <laughs> it early on, only to eventually be refined to become safer and more valuable. The first airplanes were incredibly dangerous and mm. commercially useless. Mm -hmm. Um, but improved dramatically and rapidly. You know, we've got things like cloud computing, 5G, more and more research and data collection, Waymo's combining LiDAR, radar, vision systems, scan, base maps, the whole bit. that that It seems to be driving towards this point. Is there not uh, an argument that says we're just judging it on on 21 technology and what's around the corner could change the entire, um, you know, face of the
9: thing? I think we are. You, well, you made the point earlier about AI and machine learning. And I did. I actually recently watched another podcast with scientists like Neil Grass Tyson and whatnot. And he was t- You're he, assuming he was,
0: there are no scientists in boring. this group, by the way.
9: He, well, he was, yeah, well, he was not, not in cars. And therefore, no one else should go and listen to it, only listen to this one. But they made the point like he had experienced uh, one of the other scientists on there had, had gone and experienced Waymo's robo taxis that do operate in Arizona. Arizona. Which, which, which yep. are level, I think level four. Four, yeah. Um, uh, They're not Jaguars, they're chrysler
0: Pacifica. yeah
9: but he make he does make the point that the ai is does does learn faster right mm. like if if i almost have an accident and i learn from that experience you guys don't automatically gain that data whereas mm. the machine learns it sends it to every other car so every car now in that waymo fleet now knows what to do in that situation yes. so it does it does you know, there's exponential, uh, you know, growth of, of of its of the AI, and and it learns more and more scenarios as I, it goes uh, on. But I agree that that scenarios. challenge
0: is infinite.
10: Yeah, no, right? no, I actually agree. I think the technology will come sooner than we expect because the the thing of having an AI and a central machine where you can feed all the data to is uh, you don't actually have to have level five autonomy already happening for that data gathering to happen. That's why there's still a lot of speculation in Tesla stock because people think that like what Teslas are already doing since all the way back the first Model S has been collecting data on mm-hmm. all of its sensors. They pick up things, they flag things as potential crash opportunities. They see other vehicles on the road. They have that full radar system, which is you know something that you don't really get visualized yeah. in other cars, but other cars are already doing it. So you've got these level One or two cars that are already collecting the data that's necessary for a level five car. So, I think actually the requisite technology to have level four or level five will actually be here a lot sooner than we think. It will definitely be within our lifetime, but you'll get stuck at level three because it's a legal hurdle more than it is a technological hurdle. I think, I think cars, I, I actually don't think cars in a lot of ways are as complicated to process their surroundings as we think. I think there's a lot of like heuristics that computers can do that like if you've driven you know the the Teslas or the uh, most recent Mercedes, with autonomous cruise control. It can pretty much do everything itself. Like it swerves to avoid cars in in your blind spot, it stays in its lane with remarkable accuracy. It's not perfect of course, but you know, we're still really early days with this sort of stuff. If you think about but it, even it, with vehicle-to-vehicle so,
11: yeah. vehicle communication, it looks beyond the sensors, the cameras, the radars of any individual vehicle. There are still going to be critical data points that are going to be missed by autonomous cars. Like if you're driving down a road and a building is coming down, God forbid, across the road. It's not going to pick up the building that's happening up in the sky. This it's is, talking to the cars that are on the road around.
7: This it's is the where is infrastructure still. technology comes in. Like to Stephen Otley's point sure. earlier, you need the traffic lights. You, you even need like pedestrians with these like, you know, talking points that can communicate with the car. So it knows everything around it. And it knows exactly that's, what's going to happen. That's the
0: critical point though. What does everything, everything mean? mean? You know, it's it's, really is, is that is that leaves blowing across the road or a flock of birds? Um, is what what happens when it's uh, encounters something it's never seen before? Halloween, kids well, on the was, street, you know, well, dressed was, as little vampires or whatever. That, there there the are Uber. so
9: many that, random things that can happen. That was Dogs the Uber, fatality, the road. right? The Uber fatality happened with the woman crossing the road with her bicycle, and the car didn't know if it was a person or a bicycle, and it's just sitting there going. Is that a car or is that a bike? Is that I can't bike? make is up a my mind. A oh, a shit, I'll shit yeah. it. Bam. Yeah, I don't
7: like bikes. Right. But it did <laughs> what, what
9: it, it did learn people? now. Hey, yeah. we need to have a we need to have a a category now for bikes and, and people. But well you've Did they not figure out that people ride yeah. bikes?
4: Yeah, oh, like I don't was, want to make a joke
5: about this, but it sounds like Uber was set up to target one of them and couldn't decide whether to stop or go. Wow.
7: Was it a bicycle? that sounds terrifying. Are you saying that people need to die for this technology to learn enough yeah. to be viable? Well, there
6: there's, a, yeah. there's That's happened before. That's that's <laughs> an actual thing. There's a there's a te- there's a term for it. It's called tombstone technology, and the airline industry uses it. So when people die, the airline industry learns. Get safer. And it gets safer. It's yeah. funny well, to it make way. those mm.
10: comparisons with the airline industry because the thing mm. that's grounded the seven three seven Max for so long is an autonomous anti stall feature. So yeah.
0: you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan, Dan, wrong Dan right. put on that aircraft.
1: And, and Dan, Dan whose career, Dan, Dan man is CEO of
0: business, of, of Cruise, which was GM's um, autonomous driving and thing. A rubbish car. He says this is something we need to do with society, with the community and not at society, and we take that very seriously. We're building mission critical safety systems that are gonna have a huge positive impact on people's lives. And the tech adage, move fast and break things, most assuredly does not apply to what we're doing here. So the, you know, the, the first movers or the, the ones furthest down the road are conscious of that kind of stuff, and they're they're, they're uh, trying to minimise it as much.
9: As but possible. I I do wonder if there's a recent example where we could point to where society perhaps doesn't embrace something that is would be good holistically because it's a new <laughs> development. <laughs> I've sure <laughs> right no in idea. Scratching my, my head there, at right, least scratching my head. My five G connection's great, by, by the way. way. You know, like this is the thing. Like, you know, do we? Ha- if you if you want to connect pedestrians, like the yeah, does do, does everyone have to have a smartphone that can talk to the car? And you know, yeah. I, I, I feel pretty confident that not everyone is going to embrace that. The thing is, though, you wouldn't want to soon. be a
11: pedestrian on a road with autonomous cars. Certainly not anytime. Well, so, this because is, you know this the op- car is going to try and protect its occupants and not no. you. To Tung, Tung's point earlier, the only way I can see autonomous cars working are on closed roads. They're essentially operating as robo-taxis. That's a you what happens like when somewhere robots where aren't, No, you, you know like what, Justin,
6: it's just it's the other way around. There will come a time where people who drive cars will have to operate in their own area because it'll be that they're drunk drivers, they've had an argument, that it's road rage. Autonomous cars will not get any of those issues. I think... But then think that's not we'll for autonomy. On. Crafty, that's you already do that, five. don't you? That's, that's <laughs> level <laughs> four. That's, that's, that's level four. But like the Driving in your own can, area part.
2: Of course, yeah. The car well, this can actually, be fully autonomous, but it's not. That's
0: right, Tom. Yeah,
2: I agree.
1: Um, mm. The other thing uh, that I... Uh, learned when I attended a couple of sem- seminars regarding uh, autonomous safety in my career over the last five years, uh, and this is pertinent to Australia, is that Volvo, for instance, has said that they can't make autonomous, level five autonomous cars work with current technology in Australia because of kangaroos. Mm-hmm. They are so random in the way they move that mm-hmm. at the moment, nothing exists that can predict and Not even respond a human. Not even a human. That's exactly <laughs> right. right. So, so uh, Volvo said, look, we, we, we're willing to um, take responsib- responsibility, but not in Australia. As long as you have kangaroos bouncing around, we, 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 we don't know how to get around that. Therefore, we're not going to commit to autonomous level five. Well, it's it's, it's interesting
0: you, you say that, Byron, because you know I've put a group together in the two hard basket, one of those being... Toyota, and we saw just recently at the Paralympic Games where one of their e palette transportation pods, um, self driving, actually hit uh, a Paralympian, uh, a blind Paralympian. And um, Akio Toyota, the, the head of the company, basically said, um, "It's we're, we're, we're ahead of ourselves here and we have to take stock. And we weren't able to cope enough with this special environment. Even in that kind of um, geofenced area it wasn't able to to cope and i've actually got some footage of of him that people on youtube will be able to see where he's talking to the operations support team on the opening day of the olympics Um, and there's a bit of banter and he says i wonder how prepared this team will be when big trouble comes (laughs) and you have people like the ex-waymo ceo john Kraftsick, um saying it's just harder than rocket science and They've raised all kinds of money, and the challenge remains huge. He actually resigned after five years earlier this year. Elon Musk, he famously went out on Twitter and said, you know, generalised self-driving is a hard problem as it involves solving a large part of real-world AI. Didn't expect it to be so hard. But the difficulty is obvious in retrospect. Nothing has more degrees of freedom than reality. Volkswagen CEO in 2020 not Level four might be realistic, um, but that's kind of what, where we can go to. And um, Uber ditched its effort. GM Cruise has rolled back its targets. There's, there's reckoning, really, in terms of,
9: of what can be done. I, th- I think the issue, we're talking about the technology and how to implement it and stuff, but to me, the question is why? Like, mm. why do we need it? What are we doing yeah. it for? I think we mentioned it earlier. Like, if you don't want to drive a car, why have a car? Like, this no, I mean, think. Like what? Like well, I think we got issues that, around like you're effectively going to what if we or buses? Well, there's a whole industry. We're just going to get rid of bus drivers. Yeah, but oddly, oddly, it, the, like, the
6: car just... manufacturers would argue it as: Do you have a washing machine? Do you have a drawer? Do you have a dishwasher? Yeah. You can wash your dishes <laughs> yourself, or you can put them in this box. And I, think, well, them well, and I think, think it it like, yeah,
1: that's so fun: no one wants to wash their dishes, by
6: you know, if they've got a machine, I, I have a hills
0: hoist and a washboard. Yeah, yeah, I think the
1: pitch with level. I've topless. You do have a washboard there. Well, the the,
0: the <laughs> pitch with level five is the
10: the what computers can do that humans can't. You got to remember that, like we all want to drive, but I think the yeah. general populace nah. couldn't care less either way. And so the thing but of this- it is, I think the thing of it is, like level five, the pitch with it is you can go some way to eliminating traffic jams you can make trips more efficient you can but make your entire gonna, uber industry automated yeah. like you don't have to wait for a person to you're drive you're got to make, you. gonna make traffic
9: ready. worse because yeah. no one's gonna want to catch public transport everyone wants to be like people are, there'll be people driving now i've seen people comment on the stories like this like oh, i don't want to catch a, i don't want to catch public transport if i could be in my own car it'd be so much better Right, so you're just going to like ditch public transport and just have like millions more cars yes. on the road? Like it doesn't yes. make sense. Like Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell, so you were going to say something.
7: Mm.
3: I was just Matt. going to refer back to a thing. Um, it was around the same time as I got my first look at the Toyota e-Palette. Um, was when I went to the Toyota Research uh, Advanced Research Institute um, in next sort of the Ponds
2: Institute, wasn't it? Yes, close, yeah. Um, they wear so, similar white but, coats. And That's and where you were studying at the time. Well,
3: good reference. Do- <laughs> Dr. James Kuffner, who was the CEO, uh, he basically was talking about the Lexus um, Level 2 stuff that they were about to roll out. I like Kuffer. Then, then yeah. he said, um, uh, a key. lot of people ask me, when are we going to have autonomous cars? And the answer is, are you talking about Level 5, which is equivalent to a human driver? It drives under any weather condition, under any traffic, without a map, anywhere in the world. And let me just be really clear, no one's, no one's even close to that. Um, because you can't control the weather, you can't control other people's behaviour, you can't control so many elements of the drive experience that I think the, um, you know, the idea that someone's car at home will have a level of that technology is, uh, it's fanciful. In this decade, at least, maybe next decade, there might be some cars that have uh, privately owned that have that level of technology. But I think the, the thing will be fleet deployment of autonomous uh, robo-taxi style cars, which Elon said would be last year, a million of them.
0: Yeah. Even then, they need to operate in a clearly defined geo-fenced area where none of those edge, case, <clears throat> edge cases, which is the, the random thing that will we'll catch
1: them out, exist. James, the Mars rover is the only place in the world, outside the world, (laughs) where there is an (laughs) autonomous, level five autonomous vehicle, uh, except. Yeah, Your road test about review happen, of the Mars James. rover
0: was very compelling, by the way.
8: <laughs> this is my point about where it'll happen, James. It'll happen in some places. My my theory has always been that there'll be a really boring Nordic country that will agree to take all the humans off the road. So once mm. the humans are off the road, the autonomy works. But a sparsely no, actually, populated country. There'll be, be a country. town in China. There'll be a city in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, Audi's rolling out um, 5G in China. In 2023, they'll have. There'll be so much 5G in certain parts of China that'll work. So now you have cars that can talk to each other. Take the humans off the road. Run a trial mm. for a year. Yep. And nobody dies.
3: Yeah, and Toyota's right. woven no, Cor-
6: in Japan as well. Corby's absolutely <laughs> yep. right. Humans are the problem, and this is what's going to happen when it becomes <laughs> when it becomes a safety issue. Is Richard a right? robot? No, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get there. But it when when, like when, when <laughs> autonomous cars?
2: <laughs> on <that> t-shirt. When, <laughs> he's the first <laughs> Terminator though, not the liquid one.
6: <laughs> <laughs> when 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 the, the the issue of autonomy becomes a safety issue, and it's proven that humans are more dangerous behind the wheel mm. than an autonomous car, then you're going to start seeing some changes. Because that's that's, be. that rationale not is, everywhere. as I think mm, we touched everywhere. on
0: earlier, which was engineering out the problem.
6: The, yeah. the, the, the issue
0: is the person behind the wheel. And the, the example is during the Industrial Revolution, um, men's fashion demanded that you wore a necktie, even when you were in one of these emerging and, and growing factories using these amazing new machines. Just a necktie, and, nothing and, else? And people, (laughs) yeah, just a necktie. And people were um, regularly grotted by their tie being drawn into the machines they were working Mm -hmm. on. And there were all kinds of rules and don't do this, don't wear the tie. People still felt compelled and some people did it just because they did until someone came up with the idea of guards and, and netting and fences that made it impossible for the tie to be caught in the machines that these people were working on engineer out the problem. In this instance, the person is seen as that yep. problem. Yeah, that's but how right. many
1: people have to die for that?
0: Well,
2: that's it. It's yeah. tombstone engineering. Do it, Thank you, one one dies. Can, can I... Nobody dies. dies. All right. I'm not putting my hand up any longer. Oh, yeah. Go now. Right. <laughs> on, that, uh, on that basis, James, I think it's unwise uh, how we're all visualising, you know, the, the eventual reality being an individual car with one person sitting in it. I think you can stack all these variables in our favour by presuming that the first real taste of this will be with public transport and buses. So, yeah. you know, a London bus can carry about 90 people yeah. really slowly through the middle of London on a pretty standard route. Uh, imagine that, you know, that's, 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 that's Pre-
6: creating a fraction of you're opening, a you're opening up
2: the, the, the issue that I think was touched on earlier. I'm
0: sorry. I forget who raised it, but the pro I think it was you, Steve Otley. The problem is cars are so nice and you can get in them at your front door and you can listen to your own music yeah. and there's no one speaking loudly on the phone and no Nothing one coughing on and yeah. you can go exactly yeah. to where you want to go. Mass transit's compromise is that you have to inhabit it with all these other people that are emitting gases and God knows what else,
6: <laughs>
9: yeah. um,
0: and it's not as nice as travelling in a private vehicle.
9: Yeah, and, but, yeah. but this, this argument, Steve Corby just said it, I mean, like, oh, well, you know, we'll get to zero fatalities. And it's like, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think at any point, I think it's, I, you know, as I've said recently, you know, in an article, the idea of a zero road toll is is fantasy, right? It's 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 humans thinking we can out-engineer the problem and, and get to this utopian society. People will die. People will always die. It's a fact of trying to move are millions of people now. around the world, <laughs> but no, hang on.
2: I, I think
0: that but, having been said,
9: there is, an, said, element, there is we, an element of chaos in the world. Maybe, look, maybe I, I recently rewatched Jurassic Park, and Jeff I always
6: secretly like, goes, like but, chaos. <laughs>
9: <But it's laughs> I like chaos it's on true. Uh,
6: the it's yeah, but smart. you're talking the policy makers will argue if you want less people to die, get people out from behind those wheels. Yeah, I think the thing of it is, like, we, we can
10: already see how much better computers are at this stuff. Like, auto emergency braking has reduced. Low speed traffic accidents by how much? It's like an yeah. absurd amount. It's a huge percent, right? Because the they computer always
2: cheaper. The, yeah. the, the, okay. the,
10: well, that's that's a that's an insurance company profitability. But auto emergency braking will always react faster than a human. Things like rear cross traffic alert sees round corners. It sees stuff that you can't no, even see. see if you I'll, wanted to. I
9: will was counter, counter that. Point. I'll ca- I'll counter that point because I was in I was in a Volvo XC90 a few years ago. And coming off, like coming off, a, a, you know, a freeway or onto, an, onto an exit ramp where I, as the human, was looking ahead more than just the oh. single car in front, which is all the, the, the Volvo is looking at the car directly <clears throat> in front of me. I'm looking three and four cars ahead of me and seeing that the traffic has come to a, come to a sudden stop. But knowing that there, again, there's a person behind me that probably doesn't have AEB. I didn't hit the brake. I didn't want to slam on the brakes and have the guy behind me hit me. So I've tried to, you know, threshold brake as much as I can to leave a bit of a margin, get stopped, but leave a bit of a margin. It, do you Volvo
7: know there's the a really good... There's 5G a really good
4: point in the
9: brakes.
8: You were already at the time, though, were 20 though, cars in front. 5G will be able to tell <laughs> what's happening 20 yeah. cars down the road. Yeah. The traffic yeah. light will see that there's something happening. It'll send a message to your car and
0: it'll be braking before you even know something's happening. Which yeah. is fine. But still... In the run-up to that, though, we will (laughs) potentially have a blended car park where there are some cars with various levels of autonomy, some are at level zero, some are at level three or four. And I remember our colleague, uh, Jesse Taylor, uh, telling um, an anecdote about when he was at Mercedes-Benz in a self-driving car, he's behind the wheel, they're out on a public road, and there's a merging situation where a lane is coming in towards him. He's making eye contact with the woman that was driving the car that wants to merge. And she's looking at him like, <laughs> okay, who's going to give ground here? He's got no control in the situation. The car's just <laughs> going, I'm going straight through. So there's this, you know, you could potentially have autonomous cars scrupulously obeying the road rules and everyone else doing what they do, which is just drive. And, you know, oh, you're yeah. 10 kilometers an hour above the limit. You're, you're possibly wandering a bit in the lane. That is a potentially dangerous situation, mm. is it not? Yeah. I think
4: the, the other thing to remember is that it, the minute you start making something uh, ze- like zero death toll, you're starting to mess with natural selection at that point. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the, the other thing, the go. other people thing must mind, die. Yeah, oh, another yes. thing to bear in mind is that yes. I, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but in my experience, if you make something <laughs> idiot-proof they just come up with a better idiot. Right. <laughs> he, said, he says it flippantly, but it's 100% Gandalf, like a hundred percent true. Thank you. Gandalf.
7: And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs>
4: Thanks
0: everybody. You can all drop your microphones now.
9: Yeah. But, I mean, this is the thing, driving a car, it's two tons of metal that can go 110 kilometers an hour in Australia. Like, it, it, there is a level of danger to it, and it, when you remove the uh, the requirement of the person inside of it to care about other people around it, you just sit there. I mean, we've seen it with you know so many of these Tesla accidents. Is I'm just not going to pay attention.
6: Yes, because the
9: car will do it for me. Well, you go, you're you're going to die because well, there's there's an argument. Stop there's, taking it seriously. There's
0: an argument, Steve. Is there not that the whole um, catalyst for people thinking about self-driving cars? Is actually based on our lamentably poor level of driving education. Yeah. So, but you know, it, if if we could actually get people to be better drivers and take it more seriously, and not take it as this rite of passage, rather yeah, something yep. that's hugely dangerous, very important, massively convenient, that is possibly a solution rather than trying to
6: create your you know your full self driving well, car. Instead of
9: trying to create artificial intelligence, just improve the intelligence. Improve of people improve
6: it. our approach to it. Yeah. I've got a conspiracy theory for you. Um, The whole reason why this whole autonomous thing is happening is because car makers have sold as many cars as they already can to people who can drive. Now they want to sell people who can't drive. Mm -hmm. I see. (laughs) That is the reason why they're changing their names from car makers to mobility. Are you thinking autonomous horses? Mobility solutions, mobility providers. You would, know, would sell you a blind person a-, a car. You know, a, yeah. you know would you, they would you argue really? that it's a, a, you know giving you know uh, people who don't have you know proper good vision or anything like that the ability to travel wherever they want. Oh, yeah. Just want to sell more cars. Would you yeah, even but- need
5: a driver's license in a fully? No, autonomous car? you wouldn't. You no. Your you're,
6: you're not sprinting. even a driver. You're a
0: passenger. Yeah. But, that's but like, that's Much, great. much, and all of that uh, democratizes or broadens mm. the scope for car ownership. You've got um, Navigant Research, which is deeply embedded in this this whole area of self-driving uh, cars, saying most consumers are never going to own a vehicle that f- with that's fully autonomous because the technology is expensive. Yes, it'll yeah. come down, but it'll remain expensive. And there's a whole raft of issues um, uh, around product liability and making sure that it's properly maintained and that sensors are calibrated. So, you know, I think to, to Steve's point, Steve Otley's point, there's that human fallibility, no matter no matter what you do, and it's going to be really expensive.
9: But actually, to go back to to go back to Richard's point, it's, I don't actually think it's a conspiracy. I, I I think it was a I was in a Mazda briefing, possibly Nissan, one of the Japanese car makers, was talking about just that scenario. Basically, they could use autonomous cars to go and pick up the elderly, or yeah. No, you're you're falling for the sales pitch. You're falling for the sales pitch. No, but that's the thing. And then, but, you you know, that's only the start of it. And then you get more and more people out of public transport and into their own individual car. I don't...
7: If, if everything is fully autonomous, why do you even have to own a car? Why can't mm, you just mm, summon a car to your house car, to yeah. take you to work and then that car keeps yeah. going on and it, picks up everyone else? That's, that's, really that's the point we,
0: of like what car ownership was, looks like in the future. That's what, in the de- de- that's what the dear leader Elon Musk said, that summon would be able yeah. to make use of... He said this was going to happen in 2015, mind you, mm. that mm-hmm. if you're in New York, you'd be able to summon your car from LA and it would just drive itself across the country to your front door. And, and apparently charge itself charge itself along the way. I'll tell, the I'll,
9: tell you, I'll tell you why that won't work be people will abuse back in the booth. it. Mm. Yeah, people, people oh, will exactly. it, and they'll leave trash in the car. Drug dealers. His, his whole have prediction at, about robo thats bizarre.
0: Oh, it, people will be it. so respectful of, of that taxi when there's no we, driver in yeah. it. Oh, yes. <laughs> We'll ask, <laughs> us, James,
4: we share we'll we'll share ask why wouldn't you want
8: to drive, right? We all say why wouldn't you want to drive? You're looking at generational change. I think the car companies have seen research of mm. generational change where the next generation don't want to get their licence. The number yep. of people getting their licence, you know, 17-year-olds in Melbourne has dropped to 30% or something. You look right. at a generation of people that would rather look at a screen than buy a car. There's, 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 the there's research that shows some people, would you rather have an iPad and a bus pass or a car and they go Whoa. for the iPad? Well, and then we're, yeah, into right into selling,
0: we're selling more cars than we've ever
1: sold before. Yeah. I mean, Look, no, I, I think, think you're talking there, down the line. Who's that's gonna, only because there go? are more people than before. But yeah. I think yeah. this also Catch talks to um, the uh, data that shows that what people do in autonomous cars Cool. So, as you, uh, I think you know where I'm going with this. I think people oh want to sleep. Well, we are going to keep PG, but I think mostly people want to sleep. But also, then they want, you know, to conduct in uh, other activities, either with it's it's like the a family playing like Monopoly, people.
0: isn't it, on the way yeah, to the end. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But you could do
1: work like on your so, way yeah. into work, like, yeah, commute. It
7: could be work time. Yeah, like, but it, people are going, Netflix and that? So- <laughs> But the thing <fear> is, <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> I
0: agree,
8: that's, that's crap. That's <laughs>
1: what you want of work is.
8: But people aren't going to go to work anymore, remember? I, now I, now I, we've <laughs> had the lockdowns, but I recommend reckon most people are going to work from home. Look, we yes. need to keep
1: this PG, but I think we have to keep him. But the reality is people will misbehave in a car. And um, I think yes. that shows the fallibility of just the human, I uh, uh, just the
0: I mean, there'll be a camera in there to record yeah. uh, these activities. So there's some well, sense well, that of be encouragement. So, so it, you yes, can so put it up yeah, on your TikTok after yeah, series G-G, for that. yeah, That's okay. another revenue stream all the time. Yeah, yeah,
3: so only Vans. What's so that, Matt?
6: Only Vans. Only Vans. Only Vans. We've got the business name already. Please mark that.
1: Look, ultimately, uh, a group of motoring journalists talking about autonomous cars is like going back 20 years and having a group, a group of blockbuster franchise, uh, yeah talking about how bad um, streaming. Streaming, streaming services yeah.
6: will be that um, are, are being well, mooted. Like, yeah, have meant something we're different
8: just... back then, Byron.
6: No, but that brings us back to the think... thing that we don't know what technology is just around the corner that will change everything. That's right. But this is That's a, right. here's the
9: thing, having bagged it for the last hour uh look i like the i like the idea of stuff like you know outage you know traffic jam assist i like the idea of if i get on the freeway and i can and i can relax but i would never in a million years and it's personally never in a million years watch a movie or play on my phone or whatever instead of like looking at the road like i i have a degree of mistrust with technology where i'm always going to be in a position to want to grab hold of it but if i if i could you know yeah drive sit Melbourne and and relax a bit more and have the car do most of the work sure that that, that is appealing but uh, you know <clears throat> i just think the idea of full level 5 with no one driving just seems it seems so far in the future i, I, th- I think what
0: you're describing steve questions. is is an entirely plausible scenario mm-hmm. where this mm-hmm. technology is applied to circumstances where it is clearly defined and manageable and then in the the messier less predictable parts of things, the driver takes over, yeah. but it is not level five. It's yeah, Hume I, Highway I've got to agree
4: with Otley again. Yeah. This is,
0: Thank this you, Richard. What? Mark it. this down. Mark <laughs> this down. Dave Morley um, has agreed with Stephen Otley twice. I believe that's a sign of the I, when, I,
4: when, I, when, when I look around the people that I know, uh, I would be happier if something like 95% of them weren't in control of the <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like like, vehicle. And that's
8: when just you, the people in this podcast. Know, yeah, so that's, I'm
4: that's a little right. You know, people are dreadful drivers. We would be better off as a society without people driving around in two tons of metal and, and glass uh, and rubber. So I 100% I'm, I'm agree. I'm opposed to the concept. I just cannot see. I can't see a government. You know, what about a change of government? Suddenly what was allowed now isn't allowed. Yeah. Uh, David uh, my Citroën BX weighs 800 kilos, to, not two tons. To, to duplicate you. its infrastructure. Um, yeah. Who's going to take responsibility well, well, for that's, you know, that's first a one whole... of these things parks in a crash? what
0: we're basically dealing with here is layers and layers and layers of issues stacked on top of one another it's not a a a simple um solution to get to level five and one of them of course is infrastructure government decisions different jurisdictions having different points of view on where and how these vehicles might be used Um, in some parts of america you witness arizona it's okay yep get going uh try it out um if you're in mumbai Um, that might be an entirely different scenario. You know, Mm -hmm. it's uh, a political uh, question as well. Well, this is what
8: Audi said the other day. They said, we've had the tech since 2017. We can do this. But what we underestimated completely was how difficult the the discussion with regulators would be. We really didn't think anything, not just us, but the whole car industry didn't realise how hard it would be to talk governments into doing this because governments make a decision and say, you go and do it and one person dies. Are you going to blame the government or the
5: car company? Because there's many car companies and only one government. And the government would lose a fortune in speeding fine revenue too, just quietly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Although a find you cut away. Yeah. So
9: this, this is actually the point. Like, if the end goal here is to get the, the road fatalities to as close to zero as humanly possible or, or you know, as possible with technology. But, you know, we've said it's a hugely complicated. It's going to take years. In the short term, if governments were serious about actually reducing the road toll, They've made like, I think they've made something like in New South Wales London made nearly $16 million in five months on oh. speed cameras. You, don't Here tell we go. you can't tell me you. you can't fund a, a more comprehensive licensing program and yeah. driver education that would actually have a tangible impact in the short term. It doesn't yes. require, you know, massive amounts of artificial and, intelligence. It and just I, I a, wrote it's
0: not an opinion story on that. that. The, so, the problem uh, is that the payoff is down the track. Mm-hmm. So in this current no, pay, um, environment, of you have to win the media cycle this hour. Um, yeah. So you're you're not thinking about several years down the track. Why on earth would government that, I, I invest think, in I, something they don't get any benefit from immediately?
9: But I think that's the and speed the cameras.
0: Off- we've got the job done. There it is. See, we're doing the job on safety.
9: But the road toll isn't coming down dramatically. Mm. And I actually think if you did that, I think you would you could see that in an election cycle. If you if you took if you took offers implemented a more comprehensive program you would see a road toll difference significant difference within three to four years Steve every- once now.
2: once those voters actually want this and they don't want it because they accept that they've bought a car with a maximum safety rating and therefore they're infallible which is yeah. very wrong which is the theory of risk compensation so the the
0: safer you believe you are the more you'll push the limit. So, hence, yeah. you have your, your common or garden variety car now travelling along happily on the freeway at 110. If you did that in a 48215 Holden, ah. um, you'd be at dead speed. You'd, there's <laughs> no way you'd do it.
9: But, and you know, ironically, that's when the speed limit was set.
0: Yeah. Back in 72. I, th- I, I think yeah. we're, we're probably getting off into a whole other podcast. Yeah. And that's, that's probably not a bad time to, to draw a line under the sky. Scu- can, can I say this? I reckon in terms of where we're at, um the conversation ran uh, ran a really good piece um francesco Biondi uh wrote a really good story i thought he put it very simply he said um the simple answer is the community overestimated the potential of even the most advanced technology and underestimated the capabilities of even the least trained human driver in all while some may take the sudden failure of autonomous vehicles as unforeseeable the reality is that part of the scientific community is surprised it even took this long to manifest itself. So he's calling it a failure. We're saying that um, there's whatever's around the corner may uh, reinvigorate the whole thing and bring it to us um, sooner rather than later. But I think the discussion's been really, really interesting, and it'd be great to get people's feedback that are either listening or watching us. Um, so that's that's been really good. I think just to keep it going, we will move very quickly Onto some feedback from uh, last week's episode. And uh, Byron, that was around your story of, of zombie cars that disappear from this market, but go on to live another life um, in and are available in, in other markets. Um, Hammer Rocks, um, Crafty's best mate, Hammer, said uh, Toyota already has a legacy vehicle for sale in Australia, a no-frills four-wheel drive, the 70-series Land Cruiser. Um, but with the Toyota tax, it's still pricey. So that's probably the same if they release a no-frills hatch or sedan. Um, so what do you make of that, Byron? The 70 series is one that um lives all around the world, but it's still here. But they've been making it safer, bringing it um up to standard, yeah. Well,
1: I can't afford it
0: on my wage, <laughs> so <laughs> that tax, the toilet tax, is real. I'll I'll real we'll, we'll, be, we'll take <laughs> <Yeah>. this conversation <laughs> offline,
1: Byron. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, the, no, no, let's keep going. The reality is that, uh, yeah, uh, the Kotoro, I was talking about was something that is actually affordable and unfortunately the 79 series and the 78 series is not affordable.
2: Can, can, I just, can I just reiterate there's only one particular variant of the 70 series that has a five star safety rating. And also
10: yeah like talking about what constitutes safety like just mm. because they're updating it to meet regulations doesn't necessarily and make it that, it's any safer oh, than it's always been.
0: And right now be all be an team, cap Tom, rating I love your approach. Five years approach. old. Yeah. Um, the GTREA says, as far as zombie cars, he's always admired the Argentinian Ford Falcon mm. um, from 61 to 91, and that's one that Which came to of my it? mind as well. <laughs> Pardon? Which part <laughs> of it's admiring? I <laughs> oh, he just admires the whole thing. I think particularly that beautiful
1: grille that brought the car up to speed in terms of- What about of the taillights? Like, in terms mm. of its style. They, it's they just to, uh for people who don't know, they've, they've made- uh, they implemented a 1980s kind of XD Falcon grille on a 1960 XK Falcon. Superb, mm. great job. Right through wow. to the 90s, so yeah, it's was a great job. Wow. Now, our
0: old mate Peter Panousis, who we celebrated our hundredth episode uh, with, says congratulations on the 200th episode, an amazing milestone. Still working on his next car. This purchase <laughs> <Still>? <laughs> has been the most convoluted. I think he's actually pulling our leg at this point. I'm catching on. He's probably but waiting he's, for a more um, car. Go. He's, he's, now focu- he's now focusing on small and medium SUVs. He's been driving sedans all his life and he's looking to change things up. Um, if people remember, he was a Holden employee That's for right. a long time. Yeah. Um, agrees the upcoming Mitsubishi Outlander FEV looks pretty swish. We'll follow our advice. Uh, I think it's your advice, Byron, to hit up the dealers early when he finds that elusive car. <laughs> um, have fun this week. And here's to the next 200. Lots of love. Peter Pan, oh. and I'd never thought of
4: Peter. Peter
0: Pan, of course. Gosh, <laughs> Peter Panusis,
6: but um, that actually refers to himself as that?
0: Oh, well, yes, he did.
6: Okay, yeah.
0: he did. So that's that's, cool. uh, that's his pre- preferred name. So that's what he's going to be from now on. Rest assured. As instead of to Tinkerbell, instead of staying
10: a boy forever, he's going to stay deciding which car he wants. <laughs>
0: oh, well, said, <laughs> well said. Well said. To <laughs> Cook, um, uh, Richard, De your Koolk best K. friend, Cook. Uh, says he loves the memorable drive section, but he's missing the updates on fresh metal. Shouldn't you guys have essential worker status? Cars are essential to safety, get to vaccination, testing stations. The dealerships are open. He saw a couple of journos shooting a comparison. Uh, M4 and Mal, what's, what's, we're, we're taking some steps in that regard.
2: I might take the lead here. We'll be doing it as soon as appropriate. Right, right. Okay, well, that Watch took this space. oxygen out of the room. That's, that's it Thank you okay. corporate spokesman. Peter Pan loves us Peter Pan loves us And, and, loves us. and, and Marco, we all love each other and we want to make sure we're okay Vest, loves, Marco Vess has a great point He says, given that Iran
0: Seems to like old models and Utes, why not send them the Tooling and get the Commodore or Falcon Ute Back into production over there If Iran gets to have a car industry And we don't, the least we could do is offer them Something to build Says, okay, it's not a serious suggestion, but an Aussie car enthusiast can dream. I reckon it's can I, genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they can, they, that would be and fantastic. They can,
1: and he's they can got, export it back to us It'll be cheap. All S- he's got his spirit say. figures. Um,
4: Iran has a car, car industry. Oh yeah, they, totally. They, they make um, copies of a nineties Pajero, and they make copy which looks like a Land Rover, and they make um, the Hillman Hunter.
1: That's right. Uh, thank you for not watching the last. Uh, thank you for not watching the last um, episode, Gander. <laughs> uh, that's what we talked about.
4: <laughs> All
0: right. Now, uh, Remus, King of Rome Five, uh, says, "Hey, don't, I don't know knock the, the Lada Neva. Any car design I know. that's been around for forty years must have something going for it." And you obviously don't understand Russian design in regards to vehicle. Yes, it breaks down, but it's easy and cheap to fix. Just like the T-34, you spoilt Westerners. <laughs> oh, so I think Remus, King of Rome 5, may well be uh, coming to us from Eastern
2: Europe. Mm. I always then, remember the, um, the larder I believe- ad, uh, nothing comes harder than a ladder. That was always oh. that was <laughs> I've word. got the brochure. Pardon. Uh, Wow,
0: the, uh, okay, Move, moving on. The Sam, marketing's rated MA Yes. Larder's marketing is rated m Sam says, hey, Barry, well, where's, the, where's the DBX video review? Your Eurus <laughs> review gave us a chance to meet your mum. Are we going to meet more <laughs> of the Berry clan this time? <laughs>
6: Yeah, we didn't do a video of the DBX, um, but I'm sure uh, there's going to be a Terry test uh, soon. Uh, now that we can uh, maybe, when when appropriate, drive cars and, and video them again. Got you. And just to Richard finish it Shaw. off, hmm.
0: just to finish it off, Rico says, "I like this Richard Berry. Goes for the jugular on cars he dislikes. Keep smoking whatever you've been smoking." <laughs>
6: yeah. So uh, oh, that's that's- a,
0: that's a very nice sentiment. I thought. To Pass me. it Thank on you. to us Thank as you. well. You off the I love
3: that Chesto went for the nicotine spray <laughs> <laughs> when smoking was ancient. Hey, can I can't get through 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: we we'll look. Well, well that's, that's it. 200 Wait. episodes down and many more to come. Thanks for joining everyone. Um, and special thanks to our crime scene cleaner, penguinologist and Rasputin impersonator Mr. Pritchard, for his dedication to perfection in podcast production. Today, he's wearing a T-shirt saying, no photos, please. Iron Man pants and boxing glove boots. <laughs> Jump into the conversation. Cars Guide is on Facebook and Instagram or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Apple podcast listeners, please rate and review the show. Five is the preferred number of stars. Come on, it's episode 200. Thank you. Um, If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe to the Cars Guide YouTube channel so you can stay on top of all our latest content. But before we go, one night driving to yet another dinner engagement, Albert Einstein mentions to his chauffeur, a man who somewhat resembles Einstein in looks and manner, uh, that he's tired of making speeches. I have an idea, his chauffeur says. I've heard you speak so many times, I'm sure I could give it for you. Einstein laughs and says, why not? Let's do it. When they arrive at the dinner, Einstein dons the chauffeur's cap and jacket and relaxes into a seat at the back of the room. The chauffeur gives a perfect rendition of Einstein's speech and expertly answers a few questions. Then a pompous professor asks an esoteric question about antimatter formation and molecular oscillation. To try and get one over the world's greatest theoretical physicist, without missing a beat, the chauffeur fixes the professor with a steely stare and says, "Sir, the answer to that question is so simple, I will let my chauffeur, who is sitting ah. at the back, <laughs>
9: answer it for me." Nice no, one. Well done. So, so, the premise of that joke is that Einstein had a look-alike as his chauffeur.
10: Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs>
9: what oh, I. Was God,
7: <laughs> Happy Spoilers 200 James. everybody Double. <laughs> JC well, well done. done Congratulations Woo! on 200 episodes Woo!